This is a HeadGum Podcast. They're not just super. They're not just special. They're not just super. They're not just special. They're the super specials. Crocobunga. Crocobunga. Well, you're now you're being glum. I'm not being the glum plum. I'm just matching your energy because you're already coming at me with glum plum. My energy was I said crocabunga. You're being a glum plum. What's glum about saying crocabunga? It's possibly the happiest thing that you can it's say. The to- it was your tone. The happiest thing that anyone could say. It's Let's impossible to say it without a smile Let's not on fight. your face. Babe, super baby, I'm sorry. Jack's in a mood. I'm not. Jack's being mood. a glum plum this week. I'm doing fine. Good. But you know, in a lot of ways, I'm a victim too. So <laughs> okay, good. All right, yeah, you're a victim. Let's <laughs> let's 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 worry about you. Thank you. I have what you might call a manic energy. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. yeah, that's what I want. I'm bringing. I want a, manic energy. A manic energy today. <laughs> um, maybe you can take some of that manic energy and use it to rub your hands together closer oh, to the stop mic. Stop it! Don't criticize my podcasting style are you gonna be a glum plum with me today you're gonna be a good happy podcast boy it's probably a little bit of both okay that's all i can ask for crocabunga and welcome crocabunga uh we lord crocabunga and welcome to the we heart kids club club crocabunga my name is Weed Lord. And I'm Halfpipe. Halfpipe? God, I texted you earlier today about this. And I'm Halfpipe. Hey, reminder, your We Heart Kids Club Club name <laughs> is Halfpipe. And you said, I would never forget that. And then you said the wrong name. <laughs> it's hard to forget. I, I'm, I'm Halfpipe. Smoking hash is my game, and grinding rails is also my game. Snorting rails is my game, and grinding on women, though, consensually, <laughs> is my other game. <laughs> Weeds. Let's take another run at that. Yeah. I'm half pipe. Uh, doing the goofy foot gnarly rail slides is yeah. my game, and taking hits from the gravity bong is also my other is the other game that i have the my name is weed lord and the only thing i love grinding more than rails with my 50 50 board side grind <laughs> is women consensually <laughs> that's great that's yeah. right it's the we heart kids club 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 Welcome to the We Heart Kids Club. Club. Crocobunga. Crocobunga. That's our personas for when we talk about the We Heart Kids Club books. Which is this week was was that thing. Yes. And Tanner. Uh, Weed Lord. Weed Lord, sorry. Weed Lord, rarely is it in this life that you get a second chance oh. to do something right that you did wrong the first time. Let's do role playing for a second. Okay. I'll be someone in Baby Nation. Okay. You be half pipe. Okay? Um, That's easy for me because I am half pipe. 
Half pipe. Hang on just a sec. I'm taking a, a big hit from this gravity bong. Whoa! Glug, 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 glug. I made it myself. Hey, half pipe. I'm a member of Baby Nation. Um, we're, what state are you in? Uh, California or Colorado. Okay, good. Uh, I'm an undercover cop. And that's the right answer. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> also, while we're talking, yeah. while I have your attention, mm. I seem to remember you guys did an episode about this book in during the main canon series, The Babysitter's Club Club. It's hard to remember because of all this sweet, kind Buddha I smoke. Hey, it's me, Weed Lord, also known as Tanner. I also can't remember recording because <laughs> of all the drugs we smoke. Yeah. So, yeah. it's new to us. Yeah. Is that going to be our <laughs> excuse? Yeah, but I do, I vaguely recall. But here's the difference. Can I, listen, member of Baby Nation. Yes. Th- that's a good question. Yes. But this time it was different. It's not just us that are reading this book a second time. Pete, I think Pete went back and made it better and different. I think so too. Yeah. Right before we got on this call, I said to you, we read this book before and we did not like it. We hated it. And it was different. And then I read it again now and I was like, yeah. oh, it's good now. Yeah, it's and good I now. And I think either Pete fixed it somehow in the, yeah. in the last six months or we've been so beaten down by these super special books. And this is something I warned you, super babies. I said, these books are bad. Don't make us read them. And you just insisted. And now we have... <laughs> That I've been so beaten down that it's just like, oh, I guess this is good now. I think, or here's another thing. Maybe we've grown and changed as people. I don't think so. But listen, I've got a few things. Here are a few things that are different. It's here comes the bridesmaids. Right. Here come the bridesmaids. Super Babysitter's Club, super special number 12. Here come the bridesmaids. Here come the bridesmaids. And it's an exclamation point at the end. Oh, is it? Here come the bridesmaids. (laughs) Here go the bridesmaids! Are you sure there's an exclamation point at the end? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, okay. Wow, I normally I normally include that in my notes. Here come the bridesmaids. Uh, um, just really quick, do you want to go tell the crew you have building the addition on your house to like maybe <laughs> pick it up later? Or I don't. So I did. I cooked most of the dinner, and Sarah is. So I know what Sarah's doing is she's just she just needs to stir the simmering shepherd's pie and uh put the whole thing in the oven yeah but what she's decided instead to do <laughs> is do a conference call with house. a bunch of her friends and then just bang on some steel pots <laughs> they're in like some kind so of like an reggaeton like yeah like, like co- conference call FaceTime drum circle <laughs> that sounds fun yeah <laughs> Well, it's picking up very well on this. <laughs> Good, I'm so. glad. I'm really glad. Um, listen, we read "Here Comes the Bridesmaid," yeah, and for the second time in the for last the second six time. This time, let me re- re- tell you a few things that are different this time that Pete did differently. This I time, it was probably a year ago, actually. I think it was less than that. Six months ago, I was in Austin recording the end of our podcast. Okay, fine. Maybe it was... Jesus, have we do, been doing these super specials for that long? <laughs> I think so. You know, we're almost done. We're almost done with the super specials. What are we going to do next, Baby Nation? We have you one did more pilot on the way. By the way, Jack, I don't know if you remember, we still have to record another pilot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we have a Patreon now. Oh, and we have a Patreon now. Yeah. And uh, we've been recording for that, too. With a whole new show. <laughs> Insane. We're reading a... A lot of these books, man, and like 
two years from now when we're doing the kids from Mrs. Coleman's class, yeah, and only ones of people are left, <laughs> yeah, just our our moms, um, and David Levithan, yeah, David. <laughs> Um, welcome to the Baby Nation, David Levithan. Welcome to Baby Nation, David Levithan. Yeah. Listen, I want to tell you the things that Pete changed this time around. Okay. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. This time, Marianne and Dawn have a fight, but it's way less intense. Last time, it was brutal. Yes, it's resolved very, very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts and ends in the course of a chapter. He just put that into one chapter. Last time, yeah. it was basically the whole, the main plot of the book. Okay, that's right. different. Last time, Stacy was in the book. He took her not out. In this one, yep, cut her not out. In this one, cut Stacy out. This time, he did add a Stacy-like character though, called G- Gil Gil Gil. It's J I L L. Oh, it's, I think that's Jill. Jill. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. So Dawn tries on a bridesmaid dress. Mm-hmm. I tried it on and emerged from a from the dressing room to a chorus of oohs and ahs. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous, Sonny said. Stunning, Maggie agreed. I was a bridesmaid once, Jill added, with my sister. She picked the dress and it was so ugly. The worst thing was that she spent all this money on a dress that she never wore again. So Dawn's like in this magical moment. She's trying on these bridesmaid dress. Everyone's very supportive except for this Sheila. This like. Yeah. I'm going to make it all about me, and I'm going to shit on your day, and I'm going to like tell this bad story about myself. That's very Stacey-esque. Like, when yeah. I read it, I was like, oh, this is this is the Stacey of California. Yeah. Ooh. Right? Stacey of California. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Okay. I've got two more things, Tanner, that okay. this book was that was different. Last time, remember they had this last time? It was like mostly about this really frightening, terrifying clown lamp. Um. Yeah. Yeah, this I time, think I blocked it from my memory. Yeah, it was too scary. And this time, they the, the clown lamp is in it, but it's just like this kind of funny moment where they're it's like, also oh, it's also like a funny clown. It's one of the less scary moments in this very scary yeah, book. Yeah, he dialed up the scariness in other places. Right. Um, and then finally, he made it a Christmas book this time. And it, it is a Christmas book this time, which yeah. really <laughs> snuck up on me. Yeah, yeah. Last yeah. time it wasn't. I think it was during the summer. B-U-C. Excuse me? Sorry? You talking to me? Yeah, what did you, did you make? Excuse me? Because it sounds like you're, I, I, I'll, if you want to say something, do you want to just go? I'm not saying anything. It sounds like you're saying bu- like Busey or something. Busey? Bu- yeah. No, I don't think that's me. Okay. Well. Is it on your side, Busey? No, there, because it's definitely coming from you. Maybe it's Sarah on her like FaceTime pot banging excursion. No. Yeah, no, I guess it must be some kind of interference. Okay. It's I'm it's like it's as though I'm stalling to let a music video load. Do you no. know what I mean? No, I don't I don't get your metaphor. I guess it's so. uh, I would like to reach out to beat. <laughs> I may see him, I may ask him to write me <laughs> Oh you're gonna say this we beat Well he has got a canon Bible. It's got Jackie. It's got Christy and crew. B.U.C. <laughs> B.U.C. All the babies and sitters. Well, it is a Larangis moment. And we will gasp and we will laugh. It is a Larangis moment. 
we will laugh and we will laugh. Right for me, sweet Pete. 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 I hope that sounds as good to you with the instrumental track in your headphones as it sounds insane to me. (laughs) (laughs) The instrumental track actually at some point was throwing me off and I had to very quickly pause it and just go blaze my own trail. Just like Weed Lord. Yeah, just like Weed Lord. Uh, my own trails out here. It's Jack. It's a Larangis moment. It's a Larangis moment. Pete Larangis, sweet Pete with his sweet, sweet feet, wrote this book this week. Well, who wrote our Larangis moment theme song this week? Oh, gosh. Wouldn't that be a smart thing to capture, huh? Credit where credit is due. You don't just take that. That's I a piece did. of genius to do, sweet Pete, to rust a root, man. Can I tell you something? Yeah. Jamie and I... My wife and lover and I don't necessarily have a song, mm-hmm. but if we did have to say we had a song, yeah, it is definitely Rusty Roots. <laughs> <Semi-M-O-A. laughs> What's it even about? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but it's a song we love, and it's a song we love to sing together, and it's a song that we always, every wedding we go to, we always insist that they play it hopefully as the closing song at the end of the night because it is a banger and it's the perfect way to end out a wedding and it was courtesy of baby b ashley that's where you're wrong the perfect way to end a wedding is with hey jealousy everybody knows that no that's a good way to get that's a good way to get everyone on the dance floor it's a perfect final song and i do send me on my way send me on my way it's literally in the fucking title jack okay (laughs) send me on my way Oh, that's what it's about. It's about fucking kicking some stragglers out of a wedding. Here come the bridesmaids. Thank you, baby B. Ashley. Thank you, baby B. Ashley. This is a segment where we talk about the moment in the novel at hand where we discovered that it could only have been written by the great sweet, sweet Peter Larangis. And I guess we're a couple of dullards because one way to know that this was written by sweet Peter Larangis is that we read it already before and talked about and it. Knew, and knew. And knew about it. And knew yeah. about it. But- what was what was your moment where you suddenly realized, where it suddenly dawned on you that only Sweet Peter Larangis could have written this novel, Tanner? Chapter one. Okay. Maybe I could get Maggie's dad interested in this plot of this movie I'm I'm pitching to you. My name is Dawn, and I'm pitching. I have been over the course <laughs> of this chapter pitching a movie to you mm-hmm. about the We Are Kids Club. Good. He's in the industry. In Southern California talk, that means the movie business. You know what Maggie's favorite part of a movie is? The credits. <laughs> she sits at the edge of her seat and reads the names of people she knows. Me, I'm in the aisle checking my watch. Her style is more than cool. Hyper cool. Oh, robo cool. Yeah. Sometimes Maggie's outfits look totally bizarre, but then two weeks later, everyone else is wearing the same style. Robo cool. Robo cool. Only Peter Larangis. He just threw that in there. He just invented just a to fucking, fill out like, this character. He invented the coolest possible cultural touchstone. Robo cool. We're all saying that now. This is no Dibley. This right. is no distant. Like you know how Danner. You know how everybody says Robo cool now. Yeah, when they're talking I'm about with that. cool stuff. That's came from Pete. Remember, you know the new Will I Am song. 
Robocool? Robocool. Yeah. That's Sweet Pete. He did that. Sweet Pete did that. You know how relevant Will I Am is? Yeah. Everyone's talking about him and his cool music. Yeah. Robocool. Robocool. And that came from reading this book. That might be IP Freely, actually. No, of course it is. Yeah. Everyone who says Robocool, you owe Pete one dollar. Every time you say Robocool, put a dollar in the Pete jar. You have a Pete right. jar, right? I have a Pete jar, yeah. Yeah. Put a whole do- a dollar coin in the Pete jar every time you say Robocool, which is probably a lot. It's anytime right. you like something or think it's good. Right. That's Robocool. My Pete jar's filling up. I don't yeah. even know what to do with it. Yeah. It's a bunch of fingernail clippings, toenail clippings, human hair, and dollar bills. Yeah. And it's like, do I send this to Pete? Yes. No. <laughs> I think so. We Well, we interacted with him. We interacted with him. We tweeted him. Yeah, we DM'd him. Food. We slid into those DMs. Just, yeah. Like sweet Pete, sweet feet into my dreams. We yeah. slid into his DMs. It's only fair. He's been sliding his feet into our dreams. <laughs> and... Asked him if he wanted to come be on our live show, and he said, no, thank you. No, thanks. You guys are really creep me out, he said. <laughs> we were like, okay, That's I understand. Is, do you have an address where we can send these toenail clippings <laughs> and, all, and a, like $30 bills for the RoboCool thing? <laughs> if not, I'll just find one online. <laughs> That's not true. Pete was very nice. He's just yeah. busy that evening. Sorry. Yeah. He did a good thing that... Um, that's a really I'm gonna steal for when I don't want to do something. Where he was like, the twentieth, no, not the twentieth, any day but the twentieth. I can't make it. But he didn't say why. Do you think if we reached out to him right now and was like, how about the nineteenth? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he'd be like, oh no, no! oh god, <laughs> February, not February. <laughs> He was very self-deprecating and funny, though. We love you, Pete. Yeah, my Laranja's moment is that awesome DM we got from Pete. Did you have a real one? Uh, yeah, I did. It's a character Bible moment. Uh, okay. My my real Laranja's moment is um, Pete just, he creates these characters out of whole cloth for, like, the tiniest roles, and they're just so fucking resonant. Oh, I know who you're going to say. Who? Our boy Lyle, huh? No, it's not Lyle. We, okay. I think we talked about Lyle last time. I love Lyle. I love Lyle, too. I remember we talked extensively about Lyle last time. <laughs> no, this is a new character I don't think we pulled out before, but he really jumped off the page at me. So part of the plot of this novel, and I guess I I blame this on you, Tanner. Okay. Yep. We haven't said Anne's epithets, and we haven't described the book. Right. And that's definitely your fault. My fault, yes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, here we are. I don't even know if we've said who we are. Tanner Greenring. Hash pipe, half pipe. No, yeah, we did. We, yeah, half, I'm Weed Lord and you're half pipe. We did all that. Okay. Um, do you want to stop right now and do epithets? No. Okay, we'll do it right after this. Okay, And then fine. we'll describe the book. Okay, fine. This is this character. So at some point, like one of the subplots is that Jesse... Ramsey has to dress up like all of the like roly poly older men, right? In Stony Brook are busy. Roly poly is a very nice euphemism. Okay, well, that, you're welcome. A hundred percent of the roly poly older men are suddenly busy, and so they're like, 
I guess the only person who could be Santa is is eleven year old Jesse Ramsey, like a skinny <laughs> like dancer. <laughs> yeah, and she's like she's nervous about it, but they're like you you'll do a great job. She becomes Santa, and the following thing happens: she goes to the self. I don't know what it's even for. It's probably some fucking parade. She goes to the Santa experience that Stony Brook is putting on. You're a lifesaver, my dear said the lady who's running the experience. You have no idea how happy we are. You don't mind that I'm not a roly-poly old man with a beard and jolly laugh? Miss Javorsky laughed. (laughs) Do you know how hard it is to get someone like that to volunteer on a weekend during the holidays? Last year, Santa was a high school boy with an earring and hair past his shoulders. He kept saying, Yo, what's up? to the kids (laughs) instead of ho, ho, ho. (laughs) He sounds so fucking rad. He sounds awesome. He sounds like Weed Lord. Yeah. That's what Weed Lord is like. Yeah, he's cool like that. But I just love that Pete didn't have to do that. He created this fucking deep, rich character with this inner life. Yeah. He's got long hair. He's got an earring. And he says, yo, what's up? Instead of ho, ho, ho. But there's also something empathetic and kind about him. He like volunteers on a Saturday. Oh, and the kids kids. love him. The The kids kids fucking love this guy. He's probably fucking stoned out of his gourd, which yeah. is cool, too. That's awesome. What a yeah. rich backstory. God, yeah. Pete. Pete, you fucking nailed it. beautiful that. angel. Yeah. Look what you've done. Epithets. Epithets. Let's do epithets. Uh, Super Babies, these books are by Anne and Martin. Yes. Um, but uh, every week she puts a, an epithet in her super special. She only does this in the super special. She puts them in there because she wants to kind of write her own it's story. True. It's like a uh, serial killer with its, its yeah. signature that he leaves behind at his murder scene. Exactly. Um, it's like the snowman. Oh, yeah. You could have caught me, Mr. Policeman. It's like the snow mommy. That's one of her epithets. Oh, yeah. Do you want to go through some of them now? What she wants us to call her so far is our angel, the lost grandmother, the backstage babysitter, the tender shepherd, the little night owl, the ocean princess, the screaming mirror, the space mountain known as Snow Mommy. She is the fast-fingered sword man, the condor in the squall, ghost eyes, and the knife Martin, a frugal master. Yes. And that's what she makes us do. That's what she makes us do. But this week, she she doesn't think that's enough. She doesn't think that that is long enough or hard enough to say. Right. Because she put something in this book this week that she wants us to add to the list. Hannah, did you find that thing? I think so. Okay. What, what did you think it was? Um, I've got two options. Okay. I've got like four. Okay. I have three I'm not confident about and one I'm very confident about. Okay. So do do you think that it's going to be good for this podcast if we read five different possibilities? Well, or do you six, because want... you said you had how many? Two? Two. And I have four. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do you want to just clear through the bad ones right, or na- right now first? Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Here's okay, the ones so I'm less confident yeah. about. Yeah. Tito's Burrito. Yeah, definitely not. I feel like you have ne- you've never understood this assignment. The Health Angel. Yep. Nope, that's <laughs> both are names of uh, fast food restaurants in Palo City. Yeah, health health angels. <laughs> that's so good. It's like if you say the first part of Hell's Angels with a lisp, but not the second part, you get health <laughs> angels. <laughs> it's Fila <laughs> Ranches must have spent months thinking that up. Um, the baloney dance. 
No, see, I again, you have misunderstood. No, I know, no, I, yeah. that's what I'm saying. These are yeah. ones I captured, and I got like right up till the end of the book, and I was like, uh oh, yeah. All I have is maybe Tito's Anne burrito, wants us to color the baloney dance. Nope, Health's Angel or the baloney dance, and then I found the nug, the like true nug. Okay, and I'm I, I'm certain we found the same epithet. Okay, but what is your dud, and then what's your juicy morsel? Okay, my dud is. Tito's burrito, something. Ma- no, I'm good at this. I'm very good at this. I only pick ones that are good. Okay. Something that Mal says. I was going to be part of the wedding. Official keeper of the kids. Maybe I could stand in the receiving line with the families. Okay, a little obvious, but little obvious. And she's already works. called the backstage babysitter, so I don't right. think she would want us to call her the official keeper of the kids. And then here's the other one. You know what Stacy calls me? Says Susie Barrett. A little dictator, because I dictated I my diary entry Anne. to her. Stacy thinks that is very funny. The little dictator, yeah, because she's not little. So aggressive. She's not little. She's, she's not, not little. little, and she's no. not a dictator. She's. I mean, she rules this world and us benevolently. With an iron fist. Yeah, no, benevolently. Yeah. Okay. Jack. Yeah. So here's my pitch. Yeah, my final pitch, and here's where I th- got thrown off, is I'm looking for nouns and proper nouns, like you. I'm looking for modifier slash adjective in front of a proper noun like the little dictator or the baloney dance you know yeah gotcha and yeah, that's baloney not is, baloney is the first time baloney has ever been used as an adjective an adjective in in that sentence but <laughs> i liked it <laughs> but this week she she hit me with not what kind of a, dance a baloney dance oh it's a baloney dance wait what kind of dance is that Oh, baloney Wait. dance. Hey, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. Um, I know that we're at, we're at a club. I said a and, modifier or uh, an adjective, <laughs> and I've never met you before, but I couldn't help but be captivated by your dancing. What um, what kind of a dance is that? It's a baloney dance. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 this week she used a different form of language to describe herself, and this okay. is the epithet. And the epithet, this epithet. It's like a punctuation at the end of her epithet. It's all everything you just said, and then Anne M. Martin, great ear and perfect hands. Oh yes, yes, great ear and perfect hands. That's what um, Hunter Bruno is described as having when it turns out that he wants to take piano lessons. Guess who is a child prodigy in music? Would you believe my five-year-old brother Hunter? His kindergarten teacher told me he has a great ear and perfect hands. So she just wants us to compliment her now. I don't think it's a compliment. I think it's just the truth. The great ear. The great ear with her perfect hands. Yeah. Anna Martin. These hands are not my hands. They've built great things, but they are not my hands. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Something else Anne often likes us to say. From right. the the Warhammer universe, is it? Well, I mean, it's also in the Warhammer universe. Oh, I don't know. That the, must be coincidence. Yeah, uh, we didn't say it this week up top because we were being Weed Lord and Hashpipe, but that is how we introduce the show normally. These hands are not my hands. <laughs> they have built great things, but they are not mine. Yeah. Uh, Anna Martin, she of the great ear and, and perfect, perfect hands. hands. Yeah, well, that's that's who she is. Um, great I'm glad we did that I'm glad we got there Tanner let's describe this novel or yeah 
and a Martinez burrito. No, I think that's not it. I think you don't understand the assignment. You often you don't. That's re- fun. Yeah, and that's not what I you am want. Tito's burrito. That's fun for you. It's not fun for Anne. Anne takes this deadly seriously. Okay. Hey, hey babies and gentlemen, gentlemen, welcome to the ninety-second rundown. Oh no! We do that on We Heart Kids Club Club. That's right. It's the ninety-second rundown with me, Half Pipe, and me, Weed Lord. The opening act. Weed Lord, take it away. Describe this novel. Now? Yeah, and then, I'll, then I will come in and take it home. Okay, are you ready? Do yep, do it off do the top the, of your do head. Do you do the music? Yep. Here it comes. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Jack Schaefer <laughs> would not wish any companion in the world but Carol. Nor can he imagine, form, a shape beside Carol to like of. And shall Franklin DeWitt compare Mrs. Barrett to a summer's day? She art more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May, and summer's lease hath all too short a date. Sometime too hot the eye of heaven shines, and often is Franklin's gold complexion dimmed. And every fair from fair sometime declines. By chance or nature's changing course untrimmed, but Mrs. Barrett's eternal summer shall not fade. Jack and Franklin are but half parts of blessed men, left to be finished by such as Carol and Mrs. Barrett. And they a fair divided excellence, whose fullness of perfection lies in Jack and Franklin. What have these men to give their new wives back whose worth may counterpoise this rich and precious gift? Well, so long as men can breathe or eyes can see, so long lives this and this gives life to thee. We Heart Kids Club, number 12. Here come the bridesmaids. Wow. Did you know, Tanner, that that description... I don't know. I know you were just saying it off the top of your head. Right. But I think... I wasn't able to do the scansion on it as you were saying it because I was just so captivated. But I think it almost totally fits into a a sonnet form. Um, Some of it certainly does. Just looking... Kind of thinking back on what I just said, yeah, I think some of it, particularly the kind of the big second chunk that I did, could definitely fit into a sonnet, and then parts of the third chunk I did, yeah. But then I think some of it, it's as though someone like Googled Shakespeare's best quotes about marriage and kind of like, oh, I see, yeah, fit in like bits about Franklin DeWitt and Jack Schaefer, well, it's and v- Carol and Mrs. Barrett, whose first name I discovered this week is Natalie. Natalie? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, Franklin like yells like there's some hubbub in the living room when they're moving into the the new house and he's like, Natalie and Mrs. DeWitt walks in. Natalie. That's new this time. Yeah. Pete added that. But yeah, I can see how you think it might sound like a sonnet, but it's Yeah. It's it's not. not. 
Okay, well, it's, I thought it was very good. I thought so too. I thought it was you know? beautiful. Kind of inspired by the greats. Yeah, and it really left me with little to do to tell people what happened in this novel. Right. Well, I kind of got to it. There's two weddings. Yep. Like any good Shakespearean comedy, it ends with... It ends with matrimony. And this time it ended with two, just like uh, um, All's Well That Ends Well. Is that one? You really know your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the gentleman, two gentlemen... Of Verona? Of Verona. Two Ver- weddings in both wow. those. Amazing. Um, can I describe the novel? Oh, if you feel like you need to. Uh, yep, I would like that. I would like to do it within 90 seconds, exactly. And five. Okay. Four, okay, okay. three, one. Uh, ring, 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 ring. Wedding you're bells. Going, going. I'm going. Wedding bells are ringing. Uh, here comes the bride. It's, uh, guess what? It's two brides. Mrs. Barrett is getting married. Natalie Barrett is getting married. And then on the other coast... Uh, Carol uh, is getting married to Dawn's dad. Danvers, Ms. Marvel. Schaefer. Captain um, Marvel. And some of the girls are going to be in the Barrett's wedding, so they can't go, but a lot of the girls are flying to California so that they can be various kinds of bridesmaids. Uh, Jessie is uh, going to be... I don't think she's invited to anything. She's just going to be the Santa at the mall. Uh, Marianne is flying, obviously, to the Schaefer wedding, in California, and she and Dawn get pissed at each other because Dawn thinks that Marianne's going to be a bridesmaid and gets a dress for her, but it turns out she's not going to be a, a bridesmaid uh, because Dawn forgot to ask her dad, and that's weird. They have a big fight about it. Dawn is just being a big scatterbrain. Claudia is able to come only because uh, sh- she gets paid by Jack Schaefer to be the official wedding like aesthetic designer, um, and she pays her way by doing that and taking photographs. Chrissy is a also in California, and she's obsessed with the We Heart Kids Club, and she helps them to plan a surprise party for Dawn, which they would have otherwise done badly. Mallory is having a big fight with Ben Hobart because she agreed to do Christmas carols with him and his brother, but uh, it turns out that she also planned to go to this wedding instead. Beep, 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 beep. You're out of time. You're out of time. Stop talking. You missed so much plot. Stacy is nothing. Yeah, no. You missed so much plot. What? Beep, beep, beep. What? I don't know, but it seemed like you had a lot more to say and you didn't finish. What? Name one fucking thing I missed. Shannon? What? What, Shannon? Also at Barrett's wedding. Meaningless. What did she do at the wedding? She, like, helped the babysit the kids. She took Ryan to the playroom because he was crying. No, I would have left Idiot. that out. Logan. Same. He These helped- are... These are chapter characters. They have chapters in this he book. He moves a fucking piano. The only thing I left out of any substance is that Susie Barrett is worried that Santa won't find a way to their new house because the Barretts are moving into a new and house. And who helps her? Who helps her? Logan. Right. You left that out. Okay, but I mostly Egg on got your it. face. Yeah. Um, Don't everybody, you foolish? As always in these super specials, everybody, like... Should be having a nice time, but kind of doesn't because they get in fights with each other. Yeah, everyone's always fighting. You know, you're like, I think I've said this before, but you've got this whole, like, you've got these, these pre Taxonomy. Yeah. Your taxonomy for these books. And it feels like all of them happen in some degree in every single one of these yeah. specials. Yeah, they do it all. Babysitter, Civil War. Happens every time. It's always a babysitter, Civil War. It's always a babysitter in the city narrative. Yep, both those happened this week. Um, 
What's the third one? Uh, the cuckoo's egg narrative that didn't happen this week. Cuckoo's What's the egg cuckoo's egg? When when something strange comes to Stony Brook to like like the super brat to like affect them. That's my favorite kind. Is the cuckoo's egg, um, yeah, like the super brat or like uh, the 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 British princess. We did get a little bit of that. There was some fish out of water though. I guess that's more babysitter in the city because that's like yeah. we did have to deal with Gilles and Sunny and what's the last one's name? She's got a diddly little tail. Um, Charlotte's Web. She's got like a, a tail that she dyes weird colors. She has a tail. I it's in this. the book. Maggie. Maggie Bloom. Maggie's outfits look totally bizarre. But then two weeks later, everyone else is wearing the same style. Her hair is blonde, except for a small tail in back that's always dyed some color not found in nature. Oh, she has a tail. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That is that's cool. cool. Yeah, that's Robo cool. That's Robo cool. Nailed it. Did a good job. Describe the novel. Tanner, let's take a break. Oh, okay. Bye. And now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Um, a dilly dilly, my lord. <laughs> oh, hey, it's Evil Jack here. I was just workshopping some of the most evil ways to start an ad spot. Evil Tanner couldn't make it today because he's busy trying to break his previous record for how many people he can tell that they should smile more in a 24-hour period. I just wanted to give you an update on our uh, evil company, BetterHelp, uh, where we help evil betters to... um Make small, lucrative bets on extremely wicked outcomes. Uh, like, for instance, I bet that I can accidentally put my own bag on the weighing area of your self-checkout at the grocery store so you have to call someone over to make the machine work again. Well, basically, since you asked, it's going uh, pretty badly um, because apparently the name of our company sounds too much like the name of our sponsor, BetterHelp. See, it's pronounced completely differently. Their online therapy that will uh, pair you with a licensed therapist in no time at all. Um, and in addition to not even really sounding the same as our evil company, BetterHelp is easy to use, it's entirely online, and they are super flexible, so it's no problem to fit them into your own schedule, which is completely the opposite of how we do it. Anyway, everyone's saying that we shouldn't use the name, which causes me grief, anxiety, self-esteem, and LGBT matters. And to make matters worse, um, I can't even get therapy for this stuff because I don't believe that men need therapy because I'm evil. If you're ready uh, to give online therapy a try, though, all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bedfellows today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Bedfellows. Tanner. What? This is a Christmas novel. Yeah, it's weird. Pete made it a Christmas novel this time, changed it. And they do an interesting thing with it, which I, I've noticed because you and I read Anne's Christmas book. Yes. And so we know that she's got this fraught relationship with Christmas. She creates these weird rituals around it. And they created this week two new Christmas characters okay. that I found fascinating. Do, do you mean – when you say Christmas characters, do you mean like new characters in this series of novels who are related to Christmas? Or do you mean like classic characters who we 
know and love at Christmas time every year. What, who we will now know and love at Christmas okay. time every year because okay. Anne has created this mythology that's so rich that it's impossible to ignore. Okay. Um, and I think just for the sake of smushing our segments together, yeah. that, that they may be this week my... <gasps> <laughs> Let's not do any of the other ones. Yep. Okay. Right? Good. Yep. Every week, Anne puts a monster and a beast in these novels, and I think that's what <laughs> these might be. But right. so the first of these, the second one, I'm not sure I can talk about because it may be too sexy. Okay. Well, which one do you want me to talk about? The dark one or the sexy one? Well, you've intrigued me with the sexy one. I'm not going to lie, but let's save that for after we've had a few more beers. Well, I was going to say for like a future segment called. Immersed in Thirst. No, it's not. Oh, do you want? Okay. Well, it doesn't quite fit that, but I like the idea of... We'll do a segment within a segment. I'm going to tell you about the dark one, and then we'll quickly introduce Immersed in Thirst, which is what we talk about. And then we'll pop back out. Something that made us thirsty. Yeah. Okay, so let's do the dark one first. Okay. Um, So, Anne, what a genius. Anne and Pete, I mean, whoever did this, but like, I think both of these things are going to become part of Christmas. Everyone's Christmas who listens to this or read this book. Okay. Uh, from here on out, it comes in the form of carols. This this, this book this time around it has this whole Christmas plot. They're singing carols. Last time we read "Here Comes the Bridesmaids," it was set during the summer. Yeah. Um, it, there weren't. There wasn't Christmas. There was no Christmas subplot. This time they've redone it kind of in a Christmas setting. I guess it's easier to like release it. Like you can put like some fucking like holly and sleigh bells and shit and like release it around Christmas and make more money. It's what they decided to do this time around. Yeah. Which is why we're doing it twice, Super Babies. We're not fucking idiots who can't get our shit together and can't figure out our like what a sensible order. But also, you do a fucking podcast. Yeah, you do a podcast. Let's listen to your podcast about the Babysitters Club. Right. Actually, please don't because we're, it's hard. Yeah, it's very difficult. <laughs> so here's the first character that Anne has created is Dark Santa, who I think is our monster this week. Oh boy. Okay. Scared? Are you scared? No, it's just not the not the monster I had. But okay. They sing this song, and we'll do ominous, probably Christmassy music behind. It's going to be slightly off key. Yeah. Yeah. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Okay, good. Thank you. Now we'll do some professional music. That was Um, pretty good, though. No, that was a great intro. (laughs) Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Okay, so you've never heard the song before. Warbled Mallory Pike. She's singing out of tune. Okay. Aru, howled Christy Thomas. Oh, Claudia Kishi picked up two pillows and pressed them against her ears. Mallory was unfazed. Jack Frost nipping off your nose. Scary. At, Shannon Kilboard reprimanded gently. Nipping at your nose, Mel. Not off. That's disgusting, Christy said. They know that Santa's on his way. He's loaded lots of poison goodies on his sleigh. Dark Are you sure this isn't the sexy one? No, this is... Well, I. it might also be sexy. Because you read it in a way that's like, who is this dark Santa? Yeah, and then so later, 
Susie gets really worried that Santa can't come into their house because it has no chimney. Right. This house has no chimney, Mom sighed. But what about Santa? I asked. What about him? Mommy asked. Where will he come in? Mommy didn't say anything. She looked at the wall. Then she looked around the living room. Well? Through the hole in the bathroom floor, Spuddy said. So in this rich new mythology that Anna's created around Christmas, there's a dark Santa who comes through the hole in the bathroom floor bearing a bag full of poison. To take your nose. To take your fucking nose. To bite your nose off. Well, Jack Frost bites your nose off. That's how oh, you know like that Santa's coming. He's his he's herald. Like his herald. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all very good, but Anne explicitly told us who the monster was this week. Well, there's a monster and a beast, Tanner. Yeah, I know. But I think that's just the Santa mythos. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Anne's is trying to create a spin-off Santa mythos. Right. Good. But the monster this week was very explicitly called out. When I looked up, Smiling Stewart had turned into the monster from the mall. Oh. He was glaring at me. So there's Claudia goes to do this catering run to set up some catering for Jack Schaefer's wedding in California. And she meets this man at the mall called Smiling Stewart. She ends mm. up in this like back corridor at the mall this like dank like black market like spice market it's like hot and dark and she walks up to this kiosk with this man selling trinkets he's just got this like terrifying artificial smile plastered on his face and he says i'm smiling stewart yeah what can i get for you this day madam and then he turns into the monster and then once she displeases him, he turns into the monster from the mall. Yeah. And that's a proper noun. I think you're right because she does specifically call out monster. And when we first started doing the segment, I did not expect her to actually use the word monster to describe her monsters in 70% of these books. Right. Uh, but monster from the mall isn't striking fear into my heart the way some of these others do. Smiling, smiling Stewart, Stewart is scary. scary right? Yeah. Yeah. You can picture him. No, that's true. Smiling Stewart is the monster from the mall. Yeah. Stewart also not that scary as a name. Smiling Stewart. Well, if you say it like that, it's scary. Hello, I'm smiling. Baby, super babies. Yeah. If any of you want to cosplay (laughs) as Smiling Stewart at like the next con you go to. Yeah. We would love that. And please just like send us a photo. Yeah. Smiling Stewart is now a part of our rich mythology of the Babysitter's Club Super Specials. Yeah. So it's big. Do your animatics, do your fan art. Yeah. Do your cosplays. We're putting all our money into Smiling Stewart. Yeah. There's a, we, we see a big future for Smiling Stewart here on right. the Babysitter's Club. Invest. Club. <laughs> um, all right. Well, so I guess we'll do our, our segment where that's called... Um, oh, let's get horny. Is that... Okay. I'm going to put that on a soundboard. Um, <laughs> it goes, we're, uh, Baby Nation, we're going to be selling that as a ringtone on the website. <laughs> 99 cents. It's Tanner Green Ring saying, oh, let's get horny. Uh, Tanner, were you this week in any way? Glug, glug, glug. glug. Sexy music, sexy music. Slurp, slurp, slurp. Immersed, Immersed in, in thirst. thirst. 
segment where we talk about something that made us that uh, aroused. I guess Jack. Yeah. Yes, I was. Yeah. Okay. And I suspect from your intro earlier mm-hmm. that I was immersed in thirst mm-hmm. by the same enigmatic man <laughs> okay. that you were. Okay, let's hear it. I discovered this at the Vista Hills Mall on that Saturday morning. We arrived at 9 o'clock a.m. Mission? To find me a bridesmaid's dress. At 9.02, Sunny decided we needed extra energy for our quest. So we had granola and yogurt at a health food snack bar called Hell's Angels. Brilliant. We left at 9.45 and ran into Chip Ransom. What? Is this not your immersion thirst? No, because remember that you made me say that my immersion thirst is this sexy Christmas carol? Oh, I thought Chip Ransom was your sexy, dangerous, enigmatic immersed in thirst. His name is so dangerous. But is it a Christmas carol? No, but his name is Chip Ransom. I'm not saying he doesn't make me immersed in thirst. I'm saying that I was going to do two Christmas carols, a dark one and a sexy one. And you said that I had to do the sexy one. As a, You don't listen to half of what I'm saying, do you? No. Anyway, we <laughs> left at 945 and ran into Chip Ransom. Yeah. This ninth grader who began flirting with Maggie while the rest of us stood around trying not to look like dorks. Chip Ransom. Chip Ransom? Sexy, dangerous. Ransom is his last name. Chip Ransom? R-A-N-S-O-M. Chip Ransom. A ninth grader. A ninth grader in Palo City, California, Jack. What? Woo! You kidding me? Chip Ransom. Can you imagine if your name was fucking Chip Ransom? What kind of life you would lead? The good one. My name is Chip Ransom. You're at the bar. You're like hanging out with like, you know, like cozying up to some men or women, depending on what your preference is or whatever, like non-binary. And you're just like, hey, just so you know. I plan on taking you for ransom tonight. <laughs> and you're like put off a little bit. You're like, oh, what? Like, sorry? What do you mean? And you're like, oh, sorry. Maybe I should introduce myself first. The name's Chip Ransom. Oh, that's very good. That's very good. Hashtag swoo. Okay, here's how, how I would say it. Okay. Hey, d- um... I realize now that saying, I'm going to take you for ransom, it'd no, be like good. me going up to some woman and being like, hey, I'm going to take you for green ring. And it's like, yeah. that's aggressive. Like, yeah. what I'm saying is like, I claim you for myself. Don't overthink it. You did a good job. But go ahead. You do yours. Hey. Okay. We'll do it. What at a bar? Okay. Uh, excuse, hey. hey. Excuse me. Hey. Um, do you want to chip in? Oh, I'm okay. Thank you. No, hang on. Are Sorry, you... I can't hear you. Sorry, uh, do you want? Hey, do you want to chip in? Sorry, are you saying do I want to chip in? No, I said do you want some chip in? Chip ransom in. Sorry, I'm chip ransom. I'm chip ransom. You need help with money? <laughs> you need for... a little cash? I'm gonna take you for ransom. Okay, here's how. Here's can I do another one? Okay. <laughs> You go up to someone at the bar and you're like, <clears throat> "Hey, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I'm just like, yeah. I'm I'm uh, I'm actually a pro golfer. Okay, and I'm just about to sink this birdie. I'm In only about the bar. I would say, 
Yeah, I know. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> I'm only about 15 yards out. I'm in the semi-rough. Yeah. I think I can... I think I can... I think I can chip in. Okay. From this distance. And I was just wondering... You look like maybe have some caddying skills, and I was wondering if you had any advice for chipping in. Um, yeah, I always think it's a good idea to chip in. What do you recommend? Like a open face iron, like a sand wedge, or like a... I would say a seven iron. Use a okay. seven. Uh, you don't think I need any more loft than that? I was thinking maybe like a pitching wedge or... Maybe an eight. I mean, use your fucking nine iron. You can never go wrong with a nine iron. If you're like close enough, but not close enough for a putter, I would say use your nine. But you are broadly into the idea of chipping in. You I th- recommend I chip in. Listen, here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm not a professional, but what I'm going to tell you is if you are if you don't feel comfortable, if you don't think you can get it done with a putter, I would use your nine. Great. You know what? You sold me. I'm going to yeah. chip in. By the way, my name is Chip Ransom, oh. and I would love to be in side of you. <laughs> and scene. And scene. Oh, and wait. Yeah. And I've got just the nine iron to do the job. A like penis? implying that his penis is nine inches long and made out of iron. Okay. <laughs> wow. All right. You sealed the deal. That's pretty good, huh? Yeah. I love Chip Ransom. <laughs> Chip Ransom. Do you want to hear this sexy Christmas carol or not? Yes. I would love to. Man, you've been teasing this so hard. I'm so fucking ready. <laughs> oh, man. This is going to be so good. Baby Nation, strap in. I'm worried that it's too blue. Okay. I love that. You know I love that. And I, d- I take it back. It's not my immersion thirst m- moment. Okay. Because it's weird. I think it's weird for me to say that. Because, okay, is I'll it just your, say Is it. it a debonkey moment? No. Okay. Here, It's just at some point Becca says this. And sh- we can bleep it if we if we need to. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer mm-hmm. wasn't wearing any clothes. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's too much, isn't it? That's you too want me- blue. Yeah. Now, I'm, I am curious on your thinking on putting that in your immersed in thirst you said i had to are you saying you're horny for a reindeer no <laughs> you said i had to i said i have a dark i didn't say you had to i have a dark christmas thing and a sexy christmas thing and you said we have to put the sexy one in immersed in thirst and you're saying a, da- a reindeer makes you horny a naked reindeer i realize that th- i realize that that's what it sounds like i just wanted to i don't i don't think that the reindeer was sexy you just kind of made me you you said it though huh you did say it. Let's talk about something else. Okay. Let's talk about... You did say it, though, huh? And that's kind of on you. I would like to talk about the in-flight movie and the very clever sly reference that they make in the in-flight movie. Okay. The in-flight movie ended our conversation, says Christy. It was a comedy about a dog, which we'd all seen but watched again anyway. That can only be one thing. Let's say it on That three. can only be a reference to one thing. Okay. On three. One, two, two three. three. Chaucer's melancholy canine in the Book of the Duchess. What did you say? Chaucer's melancholy canine. In the, it's is one of his first substantial poems, the Book of the oh, okay. Duchess. So right. they, must have, they must have been watching a documentary about the works of Chaucer. Right. And the melancholy canine that now appears- Now I'm worried. I'm worried because I said Airbud. Airbud. A movie about a golden retriever who does basketball. Oh, come on. And I think here's my concern is that we're dealing with an IP freely here. Uh, and that the makers of Airbud yeah. took the premise of their movie from Chaucer. 
Well, they must have. Right? Don't you think? I think that must be the case. Because just from the title alone, it sounds like there's a lot of plot overlap in these two stories. Right. I don't even know who I sue for this. No, this is going to be tied up in litigation for centuries. The reason I think about it is because I was perusing the works of the scholar John M. Steadman, who says that the dream dog in Chaucer's Book of the Duchess is a symbol for marital fidelity. So it's a very nice little reference that Anne has in this text to say that they're watching an in-flight movie about the, a comedy dog, and there's only one <laughs> yeah, right. that there could be. And then right. it, it references faithfulness and marriage, right? which is the theme of this novel. They say that there's only ever been one original story about dogs, yeah, and everything else is just iterations on it. Right. And it's Chaucer's... The Book of the Duchess. Book of the Duchess. Yeah. Story about a dog. And then Airbud, Airbud 2. Well, two. everything. Yeah. Airbud, Airbud 2, Air Buddies, MVP, Most Valuable Primate. <laughs> um, That's not about a dog. I once pitched a film to Disney mm-hmm. on Twitter. They didn't respond to my tweet about it, but I pitched a film to Disney called Airbud and B. Air Bud and B? Yeah, and it's about a golden retriever who buys a brownstone apartment in Brooklyn and converts it into an Airbnb <laughs> for people to come stay at. Yeah. Disney didn't respond for some reason, even though I think it's a pretty good idea for a movie. They must Air not Bud have seen B. it. Or they fucking stole it. And oh, it's in shit, production. Maybe they stole it. They obviously have no qualms about taking people's fucking. My tagline was, this dog is in the house. Oh, that's great. Right? That's great. They must not have seen it. They must not have seen it. Did you at Disney? Does anyone know Disney? If you know Disney. In Baby Nation? This dog is in the house. This dog is in the house. And if you could somehow get... I did a whole poster. I photoshopped up a whole poster. Air, it's called Air Bud and B. Oh, okay. I've got one. Ready? Ra- raise the woof. So good. Airbud and B. So good. Yeah. Can we just write a treatment on this? I kind of just want to write taglines. <laughs> I think we could just honestly sit down and spend an hour and a half writing taglines and yeah. essentially have a script. That's very good. Yeah. So let's do that. Wonderful. Tanner. Jackie. What is that? What? That there, that disgusting, pathetic, gray blob wallowing in the gutter outside this courtroom. Oh. Gasping for air in this, like, puddle as though it's some kind of, like, sea-based creature that has somehow found its way to land and had been abandoned in a gutter. I think that... It's disgusting to look at. The janitors must be on strike because this happens so often that they've stopped trying to clear it up. It's... Just ignore it. It's like a big lump of mucus it's disgusting to look at and i hate looking at it yeah it's a lot it's alive that's alive yeah Ugh. it's seen better days frankly i hope it's not alive for much longer oh it's so sad the, and the those noise the, can you if you listen really carefully it's making these like faint maritime sounds it's like a sea animal screaming yeah it's 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 what remains of do you have you heard of the slaby's porpoise no. The um the super babies killed it and said that it had to be killed. 
Oh, yeah. I was actually going to say that the thing I'm looking at is disgusting, and the people who would share that sentiment with me, yeah, that this is a disgusting specimen that should be killed and disposed of, is yeah. Baby Nation. Yeah. Or the mm-hmm. Super Babies. Yeah. So that's I was right there with you on that. They are culpable for this, and they are responsible for this thing wallowing in the gutter, and they are ultimately responsible for its death. But it used to be, when they killed it, it was majestic. It was a lot more majestic and cute and fun and was full of life. I refuse to believe that. So this, this miserable wretch that you see before you, this Dickensian nightmare at the end right. of its tubercular life, right? all of that is stuff that happened to it after the Super Babies threw it out and decided to cast it away and never look back. They decided they hated it, and it wasn't worth their time, and it wasn't worth the air it breathed. Yeah. The Slavius Porpoise. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a terribly tragic story, but every tragic story has a silver lining. Yeah, was there something that you wanted to ask the court? Yes. Bailiff, just take the porpoise out of here. It's too sad. It's too sad, and it's Baby Nation's fault. Yeah. What do we say? that you'd like to introduce a motion of some kind? <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, Your Honor, I would like to introduce a motion to dis... Hey, hey, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to get you high. What do you say? Nah, man, I don't smoke weed. I smoke crimes like you on a b-ball court. <laughs> miss. That's right. This is a segment where we do a diss from a miss. Uh... Or a burn of the week. Yeah, or it's also sometimes called burn of the week. But Mine's it very simple. In the confines of the courtroom. What was your burn of the week this week? Mine's very simple, very quick. I just want to yeah. get it out really quickly. Mm-hmm. So this is a continuation of a passage you've already started. Mm-hmm. Where will Santa come in? Mommy didn't say anything. She looked at the wall. Then she looked at the living room. Well, Taylor started biting his fingernails. Through the hole in the bathroom floor, Buddy added. Ew! Lindsay started laughing. She was in the hallway behind Cruddy Buddy, <laughs> which is Susie Barrett's name for Strong. Buddy Barrett. Yeah, Cruddy Buddy. Yeah, Burn very good. Simple, tasteful, in and out, no fuss, no muss. Cruddy Buddy, Burn of the Week. Um, here's mine. Yes, this is Jeff talking. Something's bugging Jeff. Dad told Mrs. Bruin. He sat down on the bed next to me. You sure you don't want to say what it is? Something about the wedding? I took a deep breath. I didn't really feel like saying anything. I especially didn't want to talk about Mrs. Bruin when she was close enough to hear. But I could mention the furniture. Dad was being pretty nice. And maybe I was worrying for nothing. Maybe Carol was going to sell her stuff or give it to a charity or to the Museum of Modern Ugliness. (laughs) Good. Is that a museum? I guess so. Yeah, in Palo City. Huh. Yeah, you can visit it. It's full of Carol's stuff. (laughs) Her stuff did get stolen, though, at the end. Yeah, her stuff gets stolen at the end of this novel. Like all her life, her lifelong possessions, everything she's collected in her entire life gets stolen out of a pallet truck. Sad. Like probably her baby albums. Yeah, everything that matters to her. Her parents might be dead, and like maybe her dad's ashes. And the, it's the, she only has one picture of them, and it got stolen. It was in the truck with her furniture. Right. Uh, Pete ends this book by having the furniture's truck stolen, and it solves this argument between Carol and Dad. 
right? Like Shakespeare. It's very Shakespearean. It's very Shakespearean. Conflict is resolved by marriage. Yep. Which is why I did that whole thing at the beginning. My name is Tanner Greenring. Baby Nation, thank you for bearing with us. Tanner, thank you for bearing with me. You're welcome. Uh, big announcement. For me? Or no, for, ba- for Baby Nation, for the Super, super babies. babies. Okay. Do you know what it is? No. You don't know what it is. Oh, is it something I should know what it is? Yeah, we've been working on it for months. Oh, 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 oh. You do know. Well, now I'm not so sure. Okay, what do you think it is? Is it the Patreon? Yeah, it's the Patreon. We have a new show. The Patreon. Yeah, we have a Patreon now. We got a brand new show on patreon.com slash bscc podcast a weekly show where we talk about the little sister books by ann matthews martin and when you go there you'll say you'll see a little button that says become a patron and you do and you give us five dollars and you get a whole new podcast called it's called babysitters baby elite elite baby big sister no babysitters baby elite elite baby baby elite baby little sister sister, big big episodes. episodes yes and your $5 a month will help to support us and keep us doing more cool babysitter-adjacent stuff. And also, yes. the Elite Baby Show is really good, and it's only for elite babies. Everyone who's already on it loves it. They say it's the most elite and prestigious place they've ever been. And there's all sorts of cool little perks that you get for being a member, uh, by which I mean there's one, and it's a new podcast. But there might be more in the future. Yes. But the only way to find out is to become a patron and subscribe and join us there. And, and we definitely don't make fun of the non-subscriber, non-patrons no. in that podcast. Mm-mm. We don't even talk about you at all. It's very good. Thank you to everybody who's already subscribed. What's your URL? You can subscribe over at patreon.com slash podcast. Go check it out and uh, watch the cool video we made and support our work by subscribing to a brand new show about Karen Brewer and her adventures in the Sitterverse. Little Sister, big episodes. Please don't steal it. Yeah, don't steal it. If you steal it and share it with people who are not Patreon subscribers, we'll stop doing both shows. Yeah. And that's on you. Yeah, and you, after what you do with the Slabius Porpoise, you should already be feeling bad. And we'll go lie in the gutter with the Slabius Porpoise <laughs> and die. Please subscribe to our Patreon. It's tons of fun. Uh, we're having a lot of fun doing this show that is about the Little Sister books. They've gotten so much better, too. They've gotten so much better. are doing it for this new elite audience. And it's all that we have. So. So, do that. You don't have to do any of the other things, except... This is probably your last chance to buy tickets for our live show if you are in New York. It's next week. Please buy tickets. Bit.ly slash BSCC live. There's only a few left, but we'd love to see you and we'd love to perform for you. That's nice. (laughs) Baby Nation, this week we read a novel that was called... Here come the Bridesmaids. It was the second time we read it. It got better this time. Pete changed a lot of stuff. We've changed and grown as people since we read it the first time. I'm really glad we did this twice. It was a good idea. Very good. Smart to do this twice. Really smart. Very smart. Good and smart. Yep. Next week, we're going to be reading a little book called Aloha Babysitters. We're so close to the end of this damn series, Jack. (laughs) And then what? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, uh, next week will probably not be Aloha Babysitters. Next week will be... 
another one of our pilot episodes. The, f- the final pilot. The final, probably the final pilot. Oh, yeah. I guess we could just keep doing them forever. And then we'll continue with Aloha Babysitters the following week. So if you're reading along, you have an extra week to catch up. In the meantime, I have been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tana Greenring. We both think that you are robo-cool. Please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time. Have you don't fun. Do any of that in these. And be careful. I'm your I gotta work up to it. I know. Have fun and be careful. I'm yours until I see the salad dress. <laughs> Now, here's a little taste of the first episode of our new show on Patreon.com slash BSCC podcast, The Babysitter's Baby Elite, Elite Baby, Little Sister, Big Episode, Episode 1. Check out the teaser here and then go to Patreon.com slash BSCC podcast to subscribe for a new episode every week and support our work. Thank you. Wrote some new books that also became a cult And now it's time The Babysitter's Baby Elite Elite Baby Little Sister Big Episodes Hanny Papadakis is finally taking the plunge this week Yep, about time (laughs) Yeah What is she, six? She's six going on seven Uh, Hi Karen, she said Guess what? I'm going to get married Who are you going to marry? I asked her Scott Sue You know, that new boy down the street. Yesterday afternoon, I decided I'm in love with him. But so what we have here is the beginnings of, and this is great because this is an exclusive feed. And so it's a great place for us to provide some truly exclusive and useful advice for people who want to take the plunge like Hanny Papadakis. Oh, sure. So in the main feed, we need to be, we've outlined some very broad strokes. Yeah. With regards to with Debonk. regard to Debonky. Right. But here we yeah. can get hyper specific. Yeah, and this is the good stuff. Because what you Debonky is just this is one what you're of for. one of the steps right. along the way to getting married and finally tying the knot. Baby Elite, use this to court a suitor mm-hmm. or spice up your marriage. That was a HeadGum Podcast.